Right. Um, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. And welcome to another session of Gub Gab, wherever you are in the cyber universe. And I'm just wondering what I'm going to talk about today. And I'm going to entitle this Gub Gab Coherence in Consciousness. And rather than being a rant against something, what I want to do is to talk as much as I can about what it means when I say that the Transcendental Meditation Program, the TM City Program, including Yogi Flying, will create peace. And that seems to be the big question of today. I was speaking with a lady recently and I said that to her. I said that meditation, group practice of meditation will create peace. And she looked at me and somewhat smiled derisorily as if to say, you must be off your rocker. Well, I'm not off my rocker. And one of the main reasons I'm not off my rocker is because I have read the research. I spent three years going through the research. And the technical term is coherence in consciousness. And what does coherence actually mean? Coherence means that when you get a small group of people, a small group of individuals, a small um, group of some system, working together that they can have that they can create coherence within a particular system and i'm thinking of one area here like the pacemaker cells in a the heart then the pacemaker cells a very small group of cells but they manage to control the whole beating of fluctuation of the heart in a similar way when you get a small group of people practicing the TM City program, including Yogi Flying, then they have the ability to create coherence within the population as a whole, within the national consciousness. And one of the things that was established through the field effects of consciousness was the consciousness itself is a field. Consciousness, even though it may appear as if we are singular beings living in a singular world, we're actually participating in, through the field of consciousness. I don't seem to be able to get this out in the way that I want to say this. This is very... Um, Simple, in a sense, and I'm looking for a hook to get me in and actually establishing, you know, that happens sometimes that you know what you want to say and you don't necessarily have the ability to express it in the way that you would like to express it. And over the past number of weeks with the war in Ukraine, I have never shied away from 
expressing my thoughts in terms of consciousness, expressing my thoughts in terms of coherence. And maybe it is that which is making this sort of difficult, because it is difficult to stand up and be counted and say, look, this is something that needs to be said, it is something that needs to be understood. And saying the common, I won't say phrase, but the common, common um, agreeing with what everyone else agrees with is not necessarily the best way forward in life, is not necessarily the best way forward in understanding what it is that the world is going through. And the world is going through a major change right at the moment. And we are heading in towards what would commonly be known as the Age of Enlightenment. And we're not talking about the Enlightenment of the 17th and the 18th centuries. We're talking about real Enlightenment. Enlightenment where yogic flying will become a common thing. Yogic flying will be understood for what it is as a natural part of the human ability. Yogic flying and the TM City program will see people rising to perfection. And that is a great thing that will happen over the next perhaps years or decades. And we will see the advent of peace globally. We will see various problems being resolved globally. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> and we will see the propensity for peace to increase and the propensity for war to decrease. I know it does not look like that at the moment with the situation in Ukraine. But, and I must say this, you know, the European Union acts as if, oh, we're totally um, blameless in all of this. The European Union is not blameless in all of this. They must, and they, it will be recognised by historians in the future, that they must bear a certain amount of responsibility for the situation that has happened in Russia and Ukraine the situation that has happened between Russia and Ukraine. I blame neither country, but I do point a finger at the European Union. And just in the last few days, I saw a new area of um, concern. And that is that Ireland have joined the so-called Hybrid Threats Centre of Excellence. Oh, all great by one of our ministers. I don't know if he was a minister for state in the Department of Defence or what he was, because they didn't give that information away. And hold on now, I'm going to check this out and see exactly who he was and what he was. No, he was not a minister for state at the Department of Defence. He was... Minister for State is the Department of Public Enterprise and Reform. Whatever, he signed a 
document on behalf of Ireland to join the hybrid threat COE, Centre of Excellence in Finland. And the point I make is that there was absolutely no discussion or no apparent discussion in the Dáil or elsewhere about this particular joining of this organisation. This organisation is very closely associated with NATO and this organisation is very closely associated with the European Security Organisation. At this stage, I don't really know what is going on with our government. We are being drawn more and more into the criminal, I have to say criminal organisations which are promoting this war in Ukraine. And I know my stance may be very, very, taken to be very... um, wrong but obviously what Russia has done in Ukraine is wrong but what the European Union is doing is also wrong what NATO is doing is wrong they are promulgating a war using Ukrainian lives and that is wrong they have decided to keep the war going as long as possible rather than looking at the research on coherence in consciousness rather than actually establishing a group in the military somewhere. And that's what Ireland should be doing, establishing a group in the military and let the military sort out the problems at the level of the unified field. Sine Gurub Mahagat Agaslan Right, uh, welcome again to another session of Gyob Gab, and I have entitled this Mental Mathematics. And I haven't prepared any notes, I just want to see what will come out during this particular session of Gyob Gab. And mental mathematics is something that has sadly is lacking in our schools. And I'm not talking about the old way of doing tables and various things like that. What I'm referring to is more what is akin to Vedic mathematics. Vedic mathematics, or I call it in Irish, duharavirt, natural computation. Irig is to enumerate, duharavirt is the computation which comes from within the mental abilities of every student. And what we need is to re-enliven this knowledge within our schools. And a lot of people are saying, oh, well, you know, if I want to find out how to multiply, for instance, 27 by 11, then what I do is I use my calculator. If I want, if I personally want to multiply 27 by 11, I don't need to use a calculator. I know that there's a very simple technique And it is important for the very simple reason is that multiplying by 10 is simple. Multiplying by 11 is equally simple. And I'll give an example. 
Now, normally when I'm doing these techniques, I start with Irish. And the reason I start with Irish is because I adhere to Article 1 of the Irish Constitution, where it says that every political, economic and cultural activity shall be the Rarducus Isknos or Shinshur, according to the genius and tradition of our people. And education is definitely a culturing activity. It is the most cultural of all culturing activities. So therefore we should start with a little bit of Irish. I'm not talking about uh, an awful lot. Just letting us know where this comes from, where this knowledge comes from. This knowledge comes from our own dukas, from our own deep inner intelligence. And the phrase that I use in Irish to illustrate multiplication by 11 is tus terelikela, first, last, together. Tus is first, tasach is the beginning of something, tus and arig is the beginning of spring. Dere, dere and blien, the end of the year. Dere and giri, the end, the end of winter. So tus dara lechela, lechela is together. When we say in Irish that we go to a keli, it means we go to a dance. We come together and we dance. Tagamid lechela. So tus dara lechela is first, last, together. And for the specificity of multiplying by eleven, we use a very simple technique. We write down the first digit, so in this case 27 by 11, let's use that as an example. You write down the 2, then you leave a little space and you write down the 7 at the end. 2, space, 7. And then we add the 2 and the 7 together to get 9 and we put the answer in the middle. So the answer is 2. Nine seven, and that's very simple. I'd advise you, if you're following this on, to actually just write it down. Write down the two, write a little an underlined space, and write down the seven, and then add the two and the seven together and put it in the middle. Two nine seven, and that's the first example of multiplication by eleven. So if we have something like, say, 63 multiplied by 11, again, twos, we start with the first digit, 6, write it down, put a little space, and 3, write down the last digit, 6, space, 3, add the 2 together, and we get 6, 9, 3. In this case, the 9 is the same as 2 and 7, 6 and 3 is 9. And there are many, many different techniques that we can use to multiply by different numbers, aside from the standard long multiplication technique of the standard mathematics. <coughs> Excuse me. I still... <coughs> I still have a bit of a cold, but I will continue with this anyway. Now, the next step in this process of multiplication by 11 is, let us say, that we have um, 
56. Right, 56 multiplied by 11. We bring down the first digit or write down the first digit to get 5. We leave a space for one digit and then we write down the 6 as the final digit. So 5 space 6. Now when we add the 5 and the 6 together, we get 11. But there's only room for one digit. So we put a 1 in the middle and then carry on the 1 onto the 5. And we get the final answer at 616. And we see that it's a little bit hidden there, the fact that we had to carry, that we had to use the carry. And the Irish phrase for this is tus dera lichela umper. Tus dera lichela umper. First, last, together, and carry. And the, the together and the carry are sort of two parts of the same step. And we can do this, for instance, if we had um, 75 multiplied by 11. We write down the 7 as the first digit. We write down the 5 as the last digit. And when we add the 2 together, we get 12. So we write down the 2. We get 725, and then we carry the 1 onto the 7 to get 825. And it's no harm to check these. I'm just checking this now in my head. 75 multiplied by 11. How do I check that that result is correct? 825. Eight two five. I'm doing a simple check. It's called the digit sum check. And seventy five. The digit sum of seventy five is seven and five is twelve. One and two is three. And then one and one is two. Three by two is six. So the digit sum of the product is the product of the digit sums. The digit sum of 75 is 3, the digit sum of 2 is 2, sorry, the digit sum of 11 is 2, and then we multiply the digit sums together to get 6, and 8, 2, 5, 8 and 2 is 10, and 5 is 15, and the digit sum of 15 is 6 again. Again, all of this will be covered in more detail in a course in Vedic Mathematics or Vedic Arithmetic, or a course in Duharaviyakt, where we bring this knowledge into the Irish language and then re-express it in Irish and in English, or in other languages as well. And just in case anyone is interested, there's a new website has been established, a new course has been established globally, and this is called Maths to Shine. M-A-T-H-2, the figure 2, S-H-I-N-E, Math to Shine. And this is available. They're looking for students, and they're looking for teachers, and they're looking to adapt the knowledge 
into different languages throughout the world. And one of the main instigators of this course is Kenneth Williams. I've worked with Kenneth Williams since 1996 on and off on various aspects of promoting Vedic mathematics and various aspects of promoting mental arithmetic. So I'm going to leave that now here and hopefully we'll get into this again and I'll get a bit more prolific in determining how we actually perform mental arithmetic, how we perform mental mathematics, how we enliven the totality of knowledge of the cosmic mathematician within the minds of our students. Shine Gurub Mahagut Agusloan. Right, uh, welcome to another session of Gyob Gab. And I have entitled this The Poetics of Peace. And, you know, I'm part of me is a poet, the other part is a scientist, the other part is a human being. And I've been wondering what does a poet do in a time <coughs> excuse me in a time of war what is it that a poet should do traditionally or previously the job of a poet was to articulate and describe the experience of warfare but now i feel that warfare has become too dangerous a game to be articulated upon and it's too dangerous to just lay blame on one side or the other. And, oh, we are right and they are wrong. Because it goes nowhere towards brokering a ceasefire. It goes nowhere towards building up the confidence within people that there is a way out of this terrible situation. And, you know, there is a way out of this terrible situation. And I believe that it is the role of a poet, it is the role of not all poets, because not all poets will agree with me. And they're entitled to their opinion, I just like I'm entitled to my opinion. But I believe that it is a, my role, and I, I write about the role of consciousness, the role of consciousness within our society today, the role of consciousness within the world today. And what I say is that it is possible to stop and prevent further bloodshed in Ukraine, to prevent, you know, what about what's going on in Syria at the moment? We don't know because it's out of the media. And, and other places, there are other wars going on around the world. The world is consumed by warfare. Now, that does not surprise me, given the amount of weapons that there are in the world at this present time. But I believe that we need to be very, very careful, because the world has come very close to nuclear threats. And I just noticed this morning on Euronews, I watch Euronews, and I'm going to go cold turkey for a while, and see what I come up with on the basis of what comes from within my own heart, what comes from within my own soul, what comes from within my own deep inner reality, my own dukas, my consciousness. What is it that I am 
uh, inclined to say when I don't have any of these outward um, influences on my re- on on my reality. In fact, when I I'm not cutting myself off. All I'm doing is filtering for a few days, go into silence for a while, and don't get any influences from outside, and see what happens, because. Oftentimes we allow ourselves to be bombarded by other people's ideas, by other people's reality, rather than going and seeking our own reality. And I think that is the poetics of peace. Seek your own reality and then express it. Express it from deep within your own awareness. And I'm seeking words now because I don't really know what I should be saying. Should I recite a poem? I don't have one to hand. I did write a lot of poems before this um, first anniversary last year. I wrote, or yeah, last year I wrote a lot of poems. And then I stopped because I said no one was going to be able to listen while the initial conflict was brewing up and while the initial missiles were being fired. And... I agree it is a terrible situation. I disagree with blaming one side or the other. There are um, justifications. There's never justification for war. But then this has been going on for a long time. It's actually a war of language because the basis of the war was based on Russian speakers, so many Russian speakers, so many... Ukrainian speakers in a particular area. But it's much deeper than just the language of an area. And what I would love to see is language core programming spread throughout the world. And that would restore civility to the world, hopefully, through a process of learning languages, a very simple way to learn languages. And that would be through using arithmetic, as a means, as a um, a barter language, in a, in a sense, and then using English or other languages, other major languages, to bring up and bring to respect minor languages. And if we take Irish, for example, Irish is a minor language in Ireland, unfortunately, but it is growing. Ireland is apparently uh, Irish is apparently one of the fastest growing languages on earth. And, excuse me, I still have a bit of a cold, just a touch of bronchitis, and it's been going around there for quite a while, and it's nearly gone. And then I would find it much easier to actually articulate what I want to articulate, because having a cold stops the free flow of knowledge. Having any form of impairment stops the free flow of knowledge and it within reason. And I'm still talking about the poetics of peace. So how do we sit down and write poems about peace, especially in the middle of a conflict or of a war like we have at the moment? Number one is not pay too much attention to this war. 
there are enough people paying attention to this war and it is no harm to insulate ourselves from this war. I don't mean that we ignore it, we insulate ourselves. We provide, we promote positive things around the negativity and we also promote the technology of consciousness. And by the technology of consciousness, I mean that we promote means which create coherence in consciousness. For me, coherence in consciousness is created through the TM City program, including yogic flying. And as I have said before, I have read the research. I promote this as a as a resolution to this conflict both in the Ukraine and throughout the world. I feel that our government should examine this technology, they should examine the research at the very least rather than just jumping in with the other countries in Europe saying oh we will not allow Russia to win this, if Russia wins this then the next they're going to be the Baltic states or whatever else. If the Baltic states set up groups for a government or prevention wings in the military, then they would be assured or could be assured that this conflict would begin to die down very, very, very quickly, almost overnight. I mean, we have a lot of Ukrainian refugees living in Ireland. Why not get them to set up a group for a government both here in Ireland and in Ukraine? It would have a very um, immediate good effect, I'm going to stop this now, it would have an immediate good effect on the situation, on the war in Ukraine, rather than all this conflict, conflict, conflict. So the final word I say is peace is attainable, peace is the way to go, peace 